0: What's going on, everyone? Welcome to yet another episode of the Shock Factor podcast. And I just want to say, you, you look great. Um, I, I want you to know that listeners, Jordan as well, um, who is here joining me, Jordan Schusterman, that is. Jordan, how are you doing today? You I look great as well. I want to clarify.
1: Oh, yes. No, it's so good to see you, Steve. We are recording this on a Sunday evening without our dear friend, Jake Mintz, who is attending very important wedding, not his own, but a wedding that was not one that we were going to be like. Hey, Jake, can you can you come join us on here? Um, and if we sound a little different, that's because we're not going to make Jake edit this. We're just going to hop on a Zoom here, like it's twenty twenty one, and just record a podcast together. Uh, like it's twenty twenty one, Steve. That that'll be be relevant. Uh, later on in the show on this episode of the shock factor podcast it's uh we're gonna we're gonna talk about conference tournament week because that's what's coming up here as we are just over a week away from selection monday right that's what they call it selection monday selection sunday i can't remember what day they do it on in in division one i
0: think it's monday
1: okay believe it's monday yeah, so we'll, we'll get the field soon, but regular season wrapping up this weekend, so we'll do a little bit of recapping that. But we also want to just talk about what we like and dislike about conference tournaments, in, in particularly the the big famous ones, because they really aren't the ones we should be paying attention to. We're going to reflect, or Steve's going to reflect on his first year of doing official picks on D1Baseball.com as part of the staff picks every week. Uh, we'll, we'll give some shout-outs to Virginia and Clemson who cannot lose. They can't lose, Steve. And then we'll mm-hmm. finish off uh, uh, talking about a tweet that talked about Steven shock, but Steve, how, how was your weekend? First of all, how are, how are you doing? It was a good weekend. Good college
0: baseball happened. I consumed a lot of it. It was, it was fun to watch and I made a lot of hats. So um, pretty full weekend. I also made my travel plans for the ACC tournament this week because I'm a maniac and I don't plan things till the day before or the day of. So, um yeah that's just kind of the way i roll i mean i went to florida for d1 baseball earlier this season booked my hotel on the flight down um that's just kind of the way you got to roll sometimes so very on the fly but it was a very fun weekend and i'm i'm very excited looking forward to the week ahead because we got some fun baseball coming up
1: yeah and steve you know uh, what you just referenced there you know booking the hotel on the flight down as we've gotten to know steve over the last couple years kind of welcoming him into the media space it's great. It's like there's some things he's a natural and there's some things it's like, oh my God, Steve, what are we doing? What are we doing, my guy? Let's let's figure this out for your own sake. It's not not have anything to do with us. So I hope that your ACC tourney travels go well. But that's a good place to start because the ACC tournament is coming up and conference tournaments, you know, in in theory, should should carry a lot of weight. I mean, it's it's your league, right? It is your conference. These are the teams that you compete against all year and to have to be put into a tournament setting to raise a trophy, regardless of what happens in the regionals. But to get to raise a trophy or a plaque, I don't know if it's different in every uh, conference, I'm sure it is. But like that would seem to be something that you would you would really get motivated for, right? And so I'm curious we can focus on the ACC here too, because you know you had some experience there. What is your feeling of the ACC tournament and your experience with it? What What, what do you, what, did you like it? Did you not like it? What do you think?
0: I, I liked it because it's fun. You get to play baseball, which is always fun, but I did not really love the format of it. And this is me being as critical as humanly possible because I don't like being mean, but I, I don't like the way they do it personally. Um, it's, there's four different pools pool a b c and d i think it should be kitty pool big boy pool um the deep end the deep end of course and then one other kind of pool maybe maybe the water slide pool um <laughs> the hot tub but, yeah like wake force they should be in the big boy pool yeah um pool pool number four whichever pool has the most uphill battle that's the deep end mm-hmm. um it makes more sense so that's my first change second change get rid of the whole pool structure so throw throw first change out the window with change number 2 and just do round robin because the way it works is each team essentially will play two games within their pool the winner of that pool so whoever has the best record will move on to the semifinals and then the finals and winner and everything but the problem with this is the tiebreaker to decide this. If every team goes one and one, is whoever's the higher seed. So essentially, if the one seed wins one game, they have a very good chance of making it because that means there's one other team that has the opportunity to go two and oh and beat them. But that, like, I don't know how often that happens in the history of the ACC tournament. I don't understand it. I think it's just better. Like I grew up on super smash bros where you just fight until everybody's knocked off. Whoever's still standing is the winner. Damn it. Okay. And so I want that. I want the fight to the death. Oh, extra innings, overtime, sudden death. Literally the flick of a bat can knock you off a cliff. Uh, sorry went too far you're you're getting well you're getting into
1: smash bros like you're playing with like you know your health meter is like over 200 and you only got one stock left and you keep i don't know actually let's just do a quick smash bros uh tangent if you're going to reference it because this is much more my speed than jake so i'll take the time to go into this uh who's you who got what's your Uh, uh, go-to also melee or what what were you playing uh i I was
0: big on super smash bros melee yeah um I also love the original N64. And I think I like that one so much is because the controls are just so simple. Sure. But but I was always Link. Um, Okay. Just really liked Link Link or either one. Honestly, I really like Young Link and Melee. I don't believe Young Link was in regular. He might have been on the unlocks. But uh, yeah, no. Young Link and Melee, just for the lower body size, extra agility. Um, What about you? Who would you go with?
1: So growing up, I mean, mostly melee, um, I loved Bowser, but he, he sucked, right? But it was just fun to spin, to, you know, jump and sit on people. Like, that was great. It was very, it was very a satisfying character when it was good. Then I kind of transitioned to, like, I wanted to have the power, but also a little bit more agility. So I did a little bit of Ganondorf. I was big into Ganondorf. I liked the Ganondorf punch. I liked a little bit more movement. And then by the end, now I'm it's Ness. And maybe yes. it is just be- because he has a baseball bat, but I just because I just love playing with Ness. I'm such a big Ness guy. So again, I'm not that good, but like in terms of what I enjoy playing with, I'm that's that's my go-to. But yeah. all of that is to say, you 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 mentioned Smash Bros. Very simple, right? Everyone goes on there, and someone is standing at the end. There's no tiebreakers. It's <laughs> tie is not. It's, you don't have to understand. It's a very simple concept, right? You <laughs> whoever is still there at the end with the most lives that. But the problem, one of one of the underrated flaws, or not flaws, but like crappy realities of the best conferences being so good is that they feel compelled to let in almost all these teams who are probably better than 80% of the teams in the country. So it feels like teams in the middle or bottom half of the league should still get into the conference tournament. The problem is that tournaments of this size do not really exist or make any sense at this time in the season so they have to come up with this complete nonsense to get through the games in a week which makes it all feel very pointless and you have a situation where the teams at the top are basically just trying to stay healthy and the teams in the middle they are playing for their postseason live but it doesn't mean as much when the teams they're playing against aren't as motivated. And so I don't know how you fix this. I'm not saying that this is the number one problem playing, playing college baseball, but for me this weekend, I'm excited to watch everything that isn't the ACC and SEC. And, and sure. In theory, it's cool to see them in Hoover. And like, obviously like we're going to tune in because those are the best teams, but in terms of the stakes, it's, it's just goofy. It's just, it's just not there. And it's, it's so weird at this time of the year, when you think the stakes should be the highest, they're suddenly way lower. And I, I just don't like that. And I'm not saying, I don't know how to fix that, but that's just kind of the nature of it.
0: Yeah. And it, it's so strange because any other conferences, like, you know, you make a, you make a good splash in the tournament it's like, okay, now we're going to, now we're going to go and get into a regional. Now, now we're going to get some serious action that that doesn't exist in other conferences and the acc the sec and power five schools like they can get they can get that often but like outside of the conference that's when the stakes they're just it's winner take all i played i played in those conference tournaments too and those were much more fun oh yeah um because it just really meant something like I had a rehab outing in the ACC conference tournament. Like that that's where we were at. Like we had an outing just to test that my old my old arm can still move the baseball forward. And it's like, that's not how a conference tournament should feel, you know? Like it, it should be everybody coming in with a clean slate. What's done is done. That's the past. Now it's time to just bloodbath it out, see who can win.
1: Because honestly. I do feel like maybe the solution is if you're in the top four, like if you're a top four team, just don't even fucking show up. Like, honestly, like, like I'd rather watch a four or six team double elimination tournament with teams where it really freaking means something than do this weird staggered ladder where, say, the SEC, where teams are getting buys and we're playing at 10 a.m. and we're basically just playing 24 hours a day in Hoover and you you can't even follow the bracket and some of the teams playing care and some of them don't. And it's it's just I just don't like it. It's just not. But but to your point, there are this is why we're going to take the time to to say this now. There will be some awesome conference tournaments this weekend because those kids are playing for the end of their season and those kids do know the four seed in the a sun or the freaking summit league or whatever these tournaments which are usually much more normal conference tournaments where it's four teams maybe six right that's what a conference tournament should feel like that's where it feels like okay here we go we've we've fought to get into this tournament which none of the teams in the ACC or SEC feel, except for the ones at the bottom who feel like their seasons are already a disaster. Right, I'm talking about, you know, Georgia Tech and Pitt and Virginia Tech. Like, or these teams at the bottom of the SEC or you know, Kansas. Like, these teams don't feel like they've done something success. Like, it's not. But the teams in the middle and the bottom of these other conferences, that's great. We love that. And so I'm I'm hoping to be able to catch some of those because I feel like those will will be way more way more entertaining.
0: Yeah, I think if the ACC wants to stick with this, what they should do is they should put the top four teams in a big boy pool and they're on one side of the bracket, the other side of the brackets, just, you know, whoever, whoever wins wins, you know, it's the other eight teams or however many there are and they just duke it out. And then when they have a champion of their bracket, they'll take on the champion of the other bracket. But it, it's just so confusing when you get into it and it's like oh well we need this to happen for this to happen so that we can play and then the run differential has to be this and by the way my mom's bringing ham sandwiches between games and it's like no just let me win this game and then we win you know simple like you, you don't want these garbage time games like it's not fun it's, yeah. not fun. it's
1: just a really weird to have this in the middle. So anyway, you you know where we stand. That's kind of where we're at on conference tournaments. But uh, Steve, you you will be there. You will be in attendance uh, uh, down in Durham, regardless of the goofy format. Um, what are you most looking forward to uh, before we uh, move to our next topic?
0: I'm most looking forward to being in Durham Bulls Athletic Park. It is one of the coolest places in all of baseball, in my mind. It's one of like those icon- Like People think of the minor leagues, and they're like, oh, wacky team names, fun stadiums. This is the stadium that makes a lot of people feel that way, I would say. Because, of course, there's the Bull Durham movie. There's all that, and then... It, it's just iconic you know it's not their original Bull durham movie field but it's still the durham bowls field there's still a bowl that you can get a steak if you hit it um so i'm excited for that that atmosphere in general i'm excited to meet a bunch of people so if you see me there please talk to me because that that makes my life easier and believe it or not that's kind of my job um and it's the best job in the world so come do my job with me um and I'm also very excited to be in the flesh to once again watch the Virginia Cavaliers play baseball
1: oh, together. They sure have been
0: playing baseball, Steve. Oh, boy, have they. This past weekend with their sweep of Georgia Tech, they have essentially, I think, secured a hosting spot. Um, I'm yeah, not I entirely so. we'll sure see if how that
1: works. We'll see if they're a top eight seed. Um, I know that was something that Kendall wrote about a little bit on the website today. Looks like they, they've done it for that that last national seed, maybe the eighth seed. But yeah, host seems very likely as it stands. So 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 that, you know, I mean, again, it's this is the thing. It should feel like what happens this week will impact that, but I don't think it will, which is, I guess, good for them, but it's just weird. Um, but yeah, they, they look great. What have they won? I think nine in a row, it seems... Yeah,
0: I believe it's nine in a row. And then what I'm optimistic for, as we'll talk about later, I'm not very good at predictions, which we'll get into, but there is the potential to watch Jake Geloff set a new single-season home runs record by himself. So he'll stand alone his Off next bowl. home run. Off the bowl? That would be really cool. He has one home run in his career over the bowl okay. when they played Duke last year and so there's a chance he hits his 23rd i don't know his current like career total but he has the all-time record for that uh he set a new single season all-time rbi record which is cool um he had 82 and 83 and then hit that what was it a solo shot home run so 84 yep so I'm excited to watch him. Hopefully, extend that total, and just watch them play together. See my good friend Brian O'Connor, and you know, just just watch good quality baseball.
1: Uh, I am marveling. I'm looking at Jake Eliff's stats. <clears throat> I know if you listen, it's probably like Jesus Christ, how much more we got to talk about Jake Eliff, and that's fine. I understand that if you. Feel Sorry, right
0: everyone. That. He he's my friend, and you have to deal with it.
1: <laughs> also, like we're talking about someone who is his friend and played for Cape Penlope in high school. Like it's like, he's just checking too many boxes for Steve not to bring him up. But most importantly, he hits dingers and I am really enjoying looking at um, his stats, uh, Steve, and I'm seeing that as it stands now, he currently has the exact same number of at bats this year and last year, 212. And it's great how almost identical these past two seasons have been okay so just 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 get a hold of this this is so great okay so same number of at bats this year and last year this year uh or last year 65 runs this year 62 last year 80 hits this year 72 last year 162 total bases this year 164 21 homers last year 22 homers this year 81 RBIs last year 84 RBIs this year 41 walks exactly <laughs> both years he cut down on the strikeouts by 7 this year um, and then the slash lines are, are very similar, a little bit more slug, a little bit less OBP and batting average this year, but just the same number of sacrifice flies. So, you know, he's a similar teammate, similar, uh, you know, manufacturing the same number of runs, which we love to see. Um, so, yeah, so it's just great. It's just very funny to see he's as, as consistent as it gets. If you're looking for consistency, it is it is Mr. Ray Gellar.
0: That is unbelievable, and that is so fun to look at. I'm going to take a screenshot of that and save that forever because that is his stat line for you me should, You should
1: tweet it out, and um, then, like, 10% of the engagements you can just forward to me, all right?
0: Yeah, no, all I'll right. send them all your way. Cool, Thanks. I'll tag you.
1: Uh, the, the other thing uh, – so, Virginia, whatever, they, they look great. The one other team we did want to mention specifically, since they keep rolling on, um, is Clemson. They have won 12 in a row finishing up their season, their regular season with the sweep of North Carolina. And honestly, it is quite the um, uh, juxtaposition contrast to whatever fancy word you want to use. Eric Bakich in year one compared to Link Jarrett in year one. Um, and I don't think we necessarily need to decide whether one of these coaches is good or not oh, based on this one year. But it is it is pretty Stark to watch <laughs> Clemson having this unbelievable season and Florida State missing the postseason for the first time in 45 years. But Clemson's been awesome. I know you tweeted a little bit about Caden Grice over the past week. They've just been so much fun to watch. I think they had another walk-off over the weekend. Um, but they've just been they've been ridiculous. I mean, they are they are in in really good shape. And and honestly, I am I'm hopeful that their baseball team can go on a little run here. Because the softball team, which I am a really big fan of, Valerie Cagle, uh, one of my favorite, maybe my favorite player in softball. Uh, they're also awesome. But the bad news for the the Clemson softball team is that they are about to go play Oklahoma. And for all, <laughs> for all, you know, oh, you don't fall stuff. Oh, well, whoa, whoa. Tennessee's really good. Oh, Arkansas's really good. Oh, LSU's really good. Um, none of them are even 10% as good as Oklahoma is at softball. (laughs) So prayers to the Clemson softball team as they head to Norman, Uh, but most importantly, good luck to the Clemson baseball team, who we think could also make some serious noise.
0: A quick quick comment on that. So when when we made the bus trip or drove down as Cape Henlepin high school coaches, when we drove our players down, Virginia play Jake Geloff set a home run record and I'm not just bringing this up to bring this up but that night we were in the hotel watching uh Oklahoma softball play and they were showing Jocelyn Aloe's stats. Jocelyn
1: Aloe
0: oh my god you think Jake is a power hitter this girl did not know how to keep the ball in the yard like you know how in slow pitch softball there's rules against how many home runs you can hit she did. She did not adhere to any of those rules, no. and those rules will never exist for her. It was incredible, and I, I just—I was like, guys, like that's what a power hitter is. That is a threat in the box. Every time she's in there, she is doing damage.
1: I mean, she's so. one of the greatest athletes of all time. So Oklahoma softball. I'll talk about it. It's like, okay, what is this relevant? I just, I just need to. So they—they they oh, won it all last. Steve, they went fifty-nine and three last year. They won the the championship. Okay, great. We love that. Jocelyn Alo most home runs average like over a hundred for career. She's amazing, right? So it's like, okay, they a bunch of their best players, including Jocelyn Alo, they they graduated. I mean, some of their best pitchers, like they, it's like, oh my god, how do you follow that up, right? It's the team after the team. The team, oh my god! Like, well, what do you? How does it get better than this? Well, Steve, they're fifty-four and one. They've won forty-six in a row. They just <laughs> the only team to beat them this year was Baylor. Shouts out to the to the Burrs. Uh, bear down. Bear down. That was back on February nineteenth. They sick them. So the 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 Bears, or, or sorry, uh, the Sooners have not lost in three months. They just won their super their regionals regional games um very very quickly. Very quickly they wrapped up the the regional uh, championship, and uh, yeah, they're going to go on and, and good luck uh, to to Clemson against them. Anyway, all right. So Clemson baseball. Clemson softball. We support both of you, Steve. Question.
0: Jordan, answer.
1: You participated this year in the staff picks presented by Chinook seedery
0: Yes, That's I the did. The title, and and I chewed Chinook seeds. So done both. I Recommend it. Love, love that. Get them if you want them. They're good.
1: Um, and I. This is something in your our second year here with D1 baseball. You you did not do this last year, right? This is your first year being a part of the picks. First time. So Jake and I not part of the picks, which is great because I don't enjoy making predictions. But Steve, <laughs> you have loved the opportunity to pick against the field, pick, kind of go against the grain, and kind of see, oh, everyone's picking this team. All right, great. I'm not gonna pick them. And then and sometimes it's worked out, sometimes you've looked like a fool. But I just wanted to give you the opportunity last year, uh, you know, it's 10, 10 series every week that you're picking last week, you went nine and one, we just tallied up six and four this week in the final week in the regular season, we do believe you're going to finish in the top five on the D1 baseball staff, hell of an achievement. So congratulations there. But I just wanted to give you the opportunity to kind of reflect on your on your year of picking.
0: yeah i'm I'm excited we're hoping for that top eight finished hoping to host shotgun spratling for a dinner where we can pick together um but <laughs> no um it it's fun to do but geez man it is it is tough to predict the future and you know growing up i watched a lot of disney channel a lot of that so raven and you know it it was so easy to, to see things from a distance. You, you think it'd be crazy hard to do, but she can do it. And I, I grew up expecting that bar from myself, that accuracy, the the visions coming to me, just the freeze frame. Like, oh, zooming in on we got to get,
1: we got to get to the chill grill. Right. Yeah. No, I know. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's like, Oh, Blaine Traxel complete game. How, how do we predict that's going to happen? You know things like that. Oh, Jake I'm Sorry. Oh, Steve mentioning Jake Gelloff. I can I can predict that all the time. Um, but no, it's so hard to do. And like with college baseball, it's so unpredictable. Like we just talked about Clemson, how they turned their season around after about midway through is when they really emerged as that team that they are showing us they are today. And there were times where I picked against them. Um, there are plenty As of times should. against them, and you know you see a team and like you see a streak. It's like hasn't lost a since Vietnam, since Nixon, uh, since the Nixon <laughs> administration. I see that, and I'm like, okay, challenge accepted. There's no way they win another, and they do, and it's like, damn it, it it's hard. It is very hard to pick them um but i also pick i'm a highly emotional guy i pick teams based on who i like um and i'm not saying like oh i don't like your team if i don't pick your team it's just oh uh for example freshman at iowa blake garen i love that kid i will pick iowa every time for blake garen i don't even know how much he's played this year but i'll pick i'll pick iowa just because of that um Arkansas. Let's talk about it. So, last week or 2 weeks ago, we have a little bugaboo. I'm the only person who doesn't pick Arkansas to beat South Carolina cuz they're on this streak, which again, who knows? Who knows when it's going to come to an end? So, I pick South Carolina. I'm the only one. I'm the only one. Everybody knows this methodology from me. The I want to look like a genius, so I'm going to be the only one to pick them. And do I look like an idiot if I'm wrong? Sometimes. Sure. But all I ask is if, I, if you act one way, when I'm wrong, I want you to act the same way when I'm right. Okay. So Arkansas last week or two weeks ago, I pick, I picked South Carolina beat you guys. You guys beat South Carolina. Good on you. You guys won. You proved Steve wrong. So did 30,000 other people every day. Um, but I got 45 replies over the next 48 hours telling me how stupid and dumb and how what a sack of shit I am for not guessing the A over the S C. Well, I picked you guys this week. How'd what we happened?
1: do? What happened? What, what happened? happened?
0: Where's the support? Where's the 45? Hey, don't worry, Steve. Thanks for thanks for tuning, turning things around. Thanks for being in our corner on our side where's that there's none of that it's just hey screw you steve again even though you were with us we're against you still um but i do like arkansas baseball they they are crazy good this year and i'm excited i i'm just super excited to watch them go into the postseason they always make deep runs like i'm sure we're gonna run into them either at a super regional regional or Omaha. Um, but they're, they're just a very solid team. And I want to announce there's a very new, very fresh, very recent one of Steven shock's favorite players in college baseball has emerged. His name's Cody Frank from Arkansas. He announced he and his, uh, fiance are having a baby, which I'm excited for that for him to see him become a father. Cause that's cool, but he's, got a three era in the sec after transferring in from nebraska and now as a transfer there's a lot of guys who would be like oh you played at a weaker conference how would you do against the best competition well he had a three in nebraska three in the sec um so cody balls out um there's in november i believe was when they said the babies do there's gonna be a kid with a really cool dad um so that's cool cody frank in my corner he's got a college baseball his rad hat Good guy.
1: I love it. I love it. Uh, as you said, we'll have a cool dad. We love that. Uh, Steve, the other thing is, again, like you said, it's so impossible to predict things. Clemson was not in, like, I keep track of the top 25 polls over the course of the season. Clemson was not in any top 25 poll until week 11. Okay. So, and now they're going to be like a top eight national. Like I, it's just, it's ridiculous. This whole sport is, is insane. And that's why we love it so, so, so dearly. Yeah, and I'm uh, supposed Steve to guess who's have... good.
0: what do you say? And I'm supposed to guess who's good.
1: <laughs> you, want, you want Steve to try and tell you what's going to happen? Come on. This and guy. Yet, and yet, you've done great. You've done just as, you've done way better than Kendall Rogers, which is hilarious. We, <laughs> <laughs> we love that. He knows
0: so much more than me.
1: <laughs> I know. He has so many more important phone numbers than you, which is great. Anyway. All right, Steve, we have one final topic that we want to do before we say goodbye. Steve, you spent oh, a lot of time on Twitter.
0: Can I, can I add one topic just oh. before we go into that? I'm oh, so please, sorry. Please go ahead. Um, I just want to shout out all the grad students who over the weekend got the grad transfers who got a new senior day Jersey I see you being economically efficient and I respect you for it because think about it. Freshmen, they don't, they don't, they don't get a senior day Jersey after year one, but the grad transfers, they get it. They do one year. They get it. It's cool. Um, So shout out to the grad transfers. I thought about that this weekend. I didn't tweet it, but I wanted to say it.
1: I'm in. No, I agree. I, I do think that the senior day in general has, is a concept that has been sort of, complicated by all the added eligibility of people continuing to return to school. Like how many senior days are you going to get? I spoke to a coach recently who was just like told the seniors, like you get one. So decide when you are going to be celebrated as a senior, it will be this year. It will be next year. It will be the year after that, whatever, but you can only do it once. So please pick. But I think that the sentiment about the graduate students is spot on. So Bravo to the smart lads playing uh the ball sport that we love so dearly steven shock um i saw on twitter.com over the weekend a tweet that mentioned you and it mentioned you by name not by at big donkey 47 and that caught my attention on friday evening uh we see a tweet from a gentleman named tanner allen are you familiar with tanner allen steve is that someone you know uh, know the name. Yeah. Okay. So for those of you who follow this show, uh, and follow Stephen shock at big donkey 47 and understand his rise to college baseball, superstardom, stardom, his low to giving up a 7,000 foot home run in front of millions of people in heartbreaking fashion to becoming one of America's top 500 baseball podcasters he has been through a lot as we know but as we have joked about on this show many times steve did allow a home run in omaha yes and he allowed that home run to tanner allen of mississippi state tanner allen in since since, we know what steve's been up to but since that tanner allen has entered professional baseball because pretty freaking good Uh dude dude rake to mississippi State. that's a good way to get into pro ball yeah he's good at baseball He was drafted by the Marlins and he's in the minor leagues with the Marlins. Sorry. Cool. He's in the minor leagues with the Marlins. And Tanner Allen, uh, his Twitter is a little bit different than Steve's Twitter. I think that's maybe the best way to put it, but he is also, he's a baseball player. So that's, that's fine. Right. He's got hunting and fishing in his Twitter bio, very normal baseball player things. Right. And he tweeted before he tweeted about you, Steve, he actually quote tweeted like a, it was like a high school bat flip video. And basically was just like, the game will humble you very quickly, you know, respect the game. It will humble you very quickly. Right. And so Tanner Allen is, he is on team. You know what? Respect the game at all times. Baseball is very hard. We don't want to show anybody up. Now I want to preface the following conversation by saying that what we're about to do is have fun because this podcast is about fun and laughter. Okay. Okay. We're not making fun of Tanner Allen here because this take that he has presented as evidenced by many of the replies and engagement is one that many people feel. That's fine, right? Is that, you know, respect your opponent in all situations, blah, 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 blah. Okay, great. That's fine. Okay, you're allowed to have that opinion. Of course, I understand why he has it, and that is great. Okay, Tanner Allen tweeted, so we know what we're talking about. I hit a game winning home run in front of thousands of people in Omaha. Did I know it was gone? Yes. Did I pimp it? No. Why? I knew Steven shock had shed a lot of blood, sweat, and tears, just like me to be able to perform in that moment. It's called respect all caps. Okay, great. That's the take. I've seen takes like that. It's a pretty hard O take, but I get it. I understand it. I know where he's coming from. That is all okay. So fine. Here's the thing, Steve. It's you. <laughs> and so I know. And so we are now going to finish this podcast by laughing a little bit because everything about this because it is you not because of the opinion itself is undeniably hilarious. So Steve, I turn it over to you. When did you see this tweet and what were your thoughts?
0: Um so I saw it probably like an hour after it was sent and like yeah. it it kind of it kind of it was like an inside fastball when I was expecting something low in the way. It, it handcuffed me a little bit because I don't know what to respond. Because, you know, Tanner Allen, he took me deep. You know, he went Yabo off me in a huge situation. Definitely a pimpable home run. But I, ha- I have a bunch of respect for the kid. Like, I, I first met Tanner Allen in 2017 when I was 21 years old. I believe he was like 17 or 18. And my very first memory of the kid was we were in a rain delay against i believe the vienna river dogs in the cow ripken collegiate summer ball league we were under the picnic pergola and this high school kid on our team named tanner gets a call he walks away for like 10 minutes standing in the rain just like talking to am like okay that's weird um i wouldn't talk to just about anyone in the rain so i don't understand what this is going on but you know he's he's a different cat than i am i'm from I'm from up north, where I like to stay nice and dry. He he's a hunting fish type guy, you know. So we're different people. Comes back over. It was the Cubs trying to draft him. Um, in hindsight, uh, if I knew again, if I were good at predictions, I would have said, "Dude, take it, take it, yeah, take it, take it right now." I said, it. Hey, hey, do don't,
1: hey, you're gonna hit a home run, out, a huge home run, <laughs> in four years. So please go play in Pro yeah. Bowl as soon as possible. Please, please, please. Yeah, it's hey, hey, no, 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 you should do that.
0: Um. I wish I did. Um, I'm pretty sure I do remember saying something like, no, I really enjoy playing college baseball. Like uh, obviously my, my, my words are not going to influence his decision, but so like, my first memory of this kid is playing baseball with him for like half an hour and then him getting drafted. So kids, obviously kid knows ball, kids good at ball. He's great at baseball. And for me it's just a matter of respecting the game like i i love that he has respect for me i have a ton of respect for him too especially as a baseball player because he's better than me at it right now probably um i did throw live at bats against my high schoolers two days ago and only gave up two hits and my arm is screaming so you you listeners do with that information what you may about it Whose baseball careers? Where, but it's just like if he pimped that home run one, I wouldn't have noticed because when I pitched, it was me and the catcher, and then tons of dark thoughts. But that's it. Like that—that was it. Just me, my sadistical mental state, and Kyle Teal or Logan Michaels, depending on the situation, and so he could have pimped it. He could have, I always would tell people like there could be grandparents behind the catcher having sex. And I wouldn't notice like it. It's just something that it's not part of the game for me. Like I don't notice extra things. Like I really worked on blocking out everything mentally except the catcher's glove. And that's something I worked on for years. So the blood, sweat and tears was working to learn to block everything else out. Mm -hmm. So my blood, sweat and tears, enabled you you can celebrate it man like it was a cool home right. run like i cannot imagine how cool it must have felt to hit that mm-hmm. i would have my bat would be in it would Kansas. be <laughs> it would it would be in iowa it would not be where it started right. Um, right. just because like you know obviously You see where I'm at my baseball career. You see where he's at in his baseball career. Mine's done. His is still going on and still going strong. So Mm -hmm.
1: but here's the thing. Here's the thing, Steve. Right. So the the other couple funny things about this is, is, but again, all all true. And and this is my takeaway when we do this stupid bad flip discourse at all levels of baseball. Is like that's fine. I don't need to your point. Yeah, same. Right. Like it's easy to be like, that's how I'd react. That's fine. I don't need everyone to bat flip all the time. I don't want to tell people how to do things in either direction, right? And I think that is what the any sort of backlash that takes like this is like, Tanner Allen, you didn't want to pimp it in that moment. God bless him, right? But that exactly. doesn't mean that no one else gets to because that's how you view it, right? And that's that's kind of the thing is it's like, it should be, if that's how you view it, I understand it and that's great. But to then come down on everyone else that is doing it because of the obvious emotion involved in it, that's where it becomes silly. The other thing, which is the point that you made to me earlier, Steve, again, because it's you and why it's so funny, is not just the all the blood, sweat, and tears that Steve was not necessarily grinding. He was just through funny and was pretty freaking good. Like, <laughs> like that's one thing. Is that is is Steve Shock now. Because this narrative of I respect Steve Shock. Like it works if Steve had been in a really like after that he really never recovered and he just didn't really know what to do with his life and after that home run like it's but instead Steve has literally devoted his life to sharing pimping home runs like that that has what has transpired since he allowed a home run that could have or should have been pimped and so to be like oh see I respect the guy who would have pimped it off of me probably is and is showing pimped home runs all the time that is just objectively a funny situation. <laughs> Why yeah. we wanted to talk about it on the podcast.
0: And at the end of the day, pimp it or don't pimp it. What what I want you to take away is all I want for college baseball players is an environment where they can just be themselves, act how they like play from play with their heart, you know. Like people see hustle, people see like people, oh Ty Cobb, he was a gritty player, he played with heart. Ty Cobb was a dick who was an alcoholic and he was spiking second baseman on like ground rule doubles. Like we're talking about these guys like they were saints and like they had the most respect just because they wore cotton button up dress shirts to play. Like that's not that's not the case. Like, look, at the end of the day, the worst thing you can ever do as just a human being is not be true to yourself like and if you're on a stage where you can introduce yourself to the world don't don't put on a mask don't be someone else just mm-hmm. be you you know and if you is like arturo disla who sends balls into orbit and then like rides his bat around the base like a horse he doesn't do that but i'm sure the thought has entered his brain at some point but like if you want to do that do that i'm fine with that like i what I think a lot of people need to understand is the pimp home runs, the celebrations, the bat flips. Like if you're doing it and it's like, you're just flipping the bird to the pitcher, probably don't do that. Like that, that then it's directed at the pitcher. But if you're just like bat flipping a home run, that's not a spit in the face of the other team. That's a, I'm celebrating my achievement. Exactly. Not, not we, your failure.
1: And again, like I said, like we wanted Tanner Allen, What this is how he did it. Obviously, he backed up where he his take <laughs> is here because that's what happened, clearly, right? And that's fine. We're not asking, like you said, be true to yourself, react how you would react because that's who you are. That's the kind of player you are. And that's all we can ask of people because that's the thing. And we had this conversation. We were talking about Jared Jones, right? You know, screaming F you at the pitcher as soon as he hits it. Like, I'm not into that because I want guys to be celebrating their achievements. Not I, I also don't like necessarily making it aggressive towards the opponent in that way. Right. But if it's celebrating, if it's appreciating, Oh my God, I just did this really difficult thing on a baseball field and I am hyping on my teammates and I am excited. Like that is a no brainer. Right. But everyone's going to do that differently and that's fine. But we just wanted to talk about it for a little bit because <laughs> it's just something really funny about Steven being the main character. So again, good luck to Tanner Allen and the remainder of his season with the Beloit skycarp. And good luck to Steve. This remainder of his season, not with the professional baseball team. Uh, and Steve, I appreciate your insight into that. And uh, we just wanted to make sure we talked about Steve. Any final thoughts before we say goodbye tonight? Yeah, just pimp it. Don't pimp it.
0: As long as it's over the fence, you won. Um, but just like baseball is supposed to be fun, you know, people have fun in different ways. When I was little, I loved to take Hot Wheels and just I wouldn't, I would never put them on the tracks. I would just hold the little hot wheel shooter thing, the little booster. And I would just send that bitch flying around my house. That's how I played with hot wheels that just because I played with hot wheels that way. If I see a kid playing with hot wheels on the track today, I won't say, Hey kid, you're doing it wrong and kick it like a traditional bully in a Disney movie. And then shoot them in the face the way i play hot wheels i'll just say oh that's okay that's how you enjoy something that i used to enjoy Mm -hmm. but i am a grown-up and i can't enjoy that anymore but if i get entertainment value watching you enjoy that i don't like watching kids play hot wheels but this is a i'm making an analogy with baseball just because i played (laughs) the game one way doesn't mean other people have to play it the exact same way and that's okay Yep, and I will enjoy watching people play baseball however they want to play it, whether it's hands in the pockets after hitting home runs mm-hmm. or cartwheels and Bugs Bunny dressing up and chasing you around the
1: bases. Right. Which, and, and that's the thing. I'm listen. Even if we didn't like guys that don't respond to their or react to homers, it's not like I'm bored by it. It's not like Bryce Harper when he hit one of the biggest home runs in postseason history last year. Capo with a broken UCL, he didn't do shit. He was wa- strolling around the bases like, yep, I'm Bryce Harper. Duh. What's the big deal, right? And what? it was the coolest thing I've ever seen, right? Like there's versions of it too. So it's like, that's the thing. That was him. That was true to him. And that's what matters most. I think that's a great lesson to take out of this, Steve, and a great place to end. Steve. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of the Shock Factor Podcast. Jake Mintz will hopefully return next week. I don't know what our plan is specifically for our podcast next week around the selection show, but good news, folks. We be in Omaha again. Looking forward to that. Cannot wait. More details coming soon, but thank you all for listening. Steve, send us out.
0: Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Um, I hope you choose to tune in again at some point.
1: I appreciate you. Bye. Big donkey brand. Goodbye.